Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The hackers blamed for the Colonial Pipeline attack said they didn't want to create problems for society, and tech stocks had their worst day since March. Vice Media is jumping onto the streaming bandwagon, and UK companies trying to export services to Europe are discovering a lot of post-Brexit frustration. A lot of attention was given to phishing, to areas that were well publicized, but not so much to what happens if you want to, as a British lawyer, practice in the EU. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The Colonial Pipeline Company yesterday said it's still working to restore service after a cyber attack forced it to shut down a critical conduit used to get refined fuel from the Gulf Coast to customers in the southern and eastern U.S. Meanwhile, the hackers blamed for the attack, a group called Darkside, issued a statement saying they didn't mean to create problems for society, they just wanted to make some money. The FT's Hannah Murphy is reporting on this story and the FBI's response. Well, what I thought was interesting, actually, was that the FBI went out and named the attackers Dark Side, which was an unusual move. You know, there's hundreds of ransomware attacks, I'm sure, daily, and they're calling out this one gang very publicly, uh, in part, I'm sure, to answer to the question of, you know, was this a nation state or not? Dark Side, we believe, are Russia-based, and Russia typically does not pursue ransomware criminals. In fact, in some cases, it's believed that it may support them, whether indirectly or directly, uh, we do not know. So this does lend some weight to calls that are already ongoing for the Biden administration to look at, you know, sanctioning Russia in the cyberspace and sanctioning Russia when it comes to facilitating this sort of criminal potentially. So Hannah, what do you make of the statement that Darkseid apparently issued? It was sort of an apology, right? This is unusual because typically ransomware gangs are extremely ruthless. And in fact, they target the very organizations that they think will pay up. Um, so that can include hospitals, schools, and, and they're not known to normally apologize. That said, Darkseid is apologizing for creating problems, but not saying that it fully regrets or doesn't want to uh, go back on what it's done. And we don't know whether Colonial has indeed paid them an extortion fee. So it sort of remains to be seen if how regretful exactly they actually are. Anna Murphy covers tech for the Financial Times. Investors had a burst of inflation jitters yesterday, and they took it out on tech stocks. The Nasdaq Composite dropped more than 2.5%. It was the index's worst day since March. U.S. government bonds sold off as well. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note rose three-tenths of a percentage point to end the day at 1.6%. Yields go up when prices go down. This comes shortly before the U.S. government is set to release new inflation data. The expectation is that the Consumer Price Index will show that prices rose to about 3.5% in April. That won't necessarily prompt the Federal Reserve to make any adjustments to policy. The central bank has said it will remain relaxed if inflation goes above its 2% target as the U.S. economy heals from the pandemic. Vice Media hopes to ride the streaming wave. The millennial-oriented media group lost ad sales during the pandemic, and it's trying to recover. It just launched a free-to-watch streaming channel on Roku. 
The FT's U.S. media correspondent Anna Nikolaou says the move is part of Vice's attempt to grow up and find a sustainable, profitable business model. It's not a coincidence that this is happening now because Vice in the past few months has been having discussions uh, with various companies to go public through a SPAC, and they are actually going to begin pitching investors this week, and they're targeting a a $3 billion valuation. A lot of people think of Vice as, you know, this website with news for young people, and they're trying to say to investors, actually, our business is much more broad than that. And we're, you know, making a lot of television and movies, and we're, we're doing a lot of production. And it's not just, you know, the advertising reliant website that it, it kind of began as. Remember all the chaos last year as the EU and UK negotiated a post-Brexit trade agreement? The two sides eventually reached a last-minute deal, but the FT's management editor, Andrew Hill, says negotiators overlooked many parts of the service sector. A lot of attention was given to goods, to fishing, to areas that were well-publicized, but not so much to what happens if you want to, as a British lawyer, practice in the EU. And services make up half of all exports in the UK. It covers everything from architecture to tax accounting to music. This band you're hearing is an electric trio called Elder Island. It's trying to plan a tour in Europe. That would be considered an export, by the way. But the efforts have been tangled up in bureaucratic jargon. The band is already losing money. Andrew, our management editor, says it goes back to Brexit dealmaking. Individual member states use their right to put in reservations, restrictions, if you like, in specific areas. And that means that the agreement, although it looks on the surface to be reasonably open uh, with mutual guarantees, when you start to dig in, there's a whole patchwork of individual reservations. And until now, uh, the government has been slow, I would say, to put in place any kind of roadmap through these different reservations. So it's quite hard to navigate, particularly for smaller businesses. Andrew, what are some specific problems that they're running into? You know, there are issues uh, which apply to everybody traveling in Europe. that You can only uh, spend a a particular uh, length of time in the European Union, 90 days in every 180. The contract terms for non-EU contractors are capped at 12 months. So if you were attempting to do a two-year deal for training services, for example, uh, you would be uh, hampered from doing that. And even if you were operating out of the UK, one of the examples uh, that I used was was tax advice. Even in, in that case, you still have to ask yourself, can you actually serve your clients remotely? And in a few cases, the answer would be, would be no. Could British companies or, or professionals start looking outside the EU to export their services? I think it's a question of finding the best route for services exports around the world. That's clearly one example of this. The, if the playing field has got more difficult in the EU, it might mean that your better option is to explore what is on offer elsewhere in the world. I, I mean, I think the 
the government, the UK government, has a big role to play here in terms of striking deals with other countries outside the EU. Obviously, one of the things that the government ought to be doing is to providing a better roadmap to the EU restriction, making deals with other countries, which give more prominence to this services sector, not just financial services, but in all the very large areas of skill intensive work uh, that UK exporters can offer. As the FT's management editor, Andrew Hill. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. One last thing, you may have noticed that yesterday's show published much later than it normally does. There was a correction that needed to be addressed in Monday's story about the Colonial Pipeline hack that led to this publishing delay. We want to apologize for not being part of your morning routine yesterday and want to thank you for your patience as we resolve the issue. Thanks again for waking up with us every day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.